0: And so, like, I did all that traveling, but it didn't help my OCD at all. Like, I, like, I couldn't rely on
1: travel to um, help treat my OCD. Hey, everyone! Welcome back to another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. I am Trizzy, and I'm Leah. We are two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure anywhere. On this episode, we got vulnerable with the Mindful Maggie. If you've ever felt out of control with your thoughts at home or on your trips, we hope this episode will make you feel like you're not the only
2: one feeling that way. So with Mindful Maggie, she sits at the intersection of mental health and travel, and it's a it's a broad topic it's still stigmatized she's trying to destigmatize it and she wants to bring awareness to it get people talking about it and like we said she was incredibly vulnerable she goes on to explain a lot of terms and instances that we were unfamiliar with so we really hope that they'll it will help you understand she also explains how she travels living with ocd and social anxiety and how she manages that her best advice that she gives others Hint, it applies to everyday life as well. Sometimes people seek help when they've hit their breaking
1: point. And I felt such a safe space sharing my story on this episode with my mental health. Um, When I heard she was going through the same thing and, and it's just like very similar. Let us know what you're going through because you're not alone. We're
2: always here for you guys, no matter what. I say it in the episode, but I do think everyone could benefit from seeing or talking to a therapist at least once in their life because you don't know what types of issues are underlying and you know thanks to you and Meggie I was able to get vulnerable on this episode too. So if you listen all the way through you'll hear some things that we went through some some really deep things that you know we don't share on our social media. Mm. So this was a very important episode and I'm so happy that we were able to have her on and Trizzy co-hustler forever. <laughs> Today I have this amazing dream of
1: flowers chamomile. I got it from a a farmer's market in Culver City. What it has in it it is rose petals, lavender, chamomile, and tulsi. So it it helps me with my sleep because I've been having terrible sleep lately.
2: Oh, all right. I think we could all use some, we could always improve on our sleep. So today I'm still drinking. I don't know about y'all, but I literally can drink drinks for like six hours. Like I've been sipping on this coffee, I think for about four hours now. But it is a venti because I always get a large um, lavender white mocha with oat milk half sweet from my local favorite coffee kiosk out here in Santa Clarita. And tea and coffee are very important parts of our daily lives and our travel. So We always like to let you guys know like what we're drinking, what's in our cup.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We share it locally. We share it domestically,
1: internationally. There's tea everywhere. There's coffee everywhere. So... We just want to make sure that you guys know that wherever you go, you guys can grab what we have. Sharing <laughs> our wealth, yeah. Enjoy the episode, y'all. <sighs> tickets to Anywhere podcast are excited to partner with Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas. You could enter to win two tickets to see their live show, Mystere, on the Las Vegas Strip. All you have to do is tag a friend who you go to Vegas with, drop it into any of our platforms, Instagram, YouTube comments,
2: Facebook comments. Intermission is over. Mystere, the original must-see Cirque du Soleil show, which combines powerful athleticism and high energy acrobatics is perfect for the whole family. See Mystere now performing at the Treasure Island Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Check out the website at www.circdesoleil.com forward slash mystere. Don't forget to tag on any of our platforms who you're bringing to Las Vegas in order to win. We're announcing winners at the end of October 2021, so go ahead, get it, and enjoy this episode.
1: Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your hosts for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We created this travel podcast for you, who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules, but every episode we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us,
2: you can adventure from anywhere. Keep in touch with us on social media at Ticket to Anywhere Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket to Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcast on YouTube. If
1: you find value and enjoy our episodes and special guests, please rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world and it helps other discover us as well. You can also leave comments or reviews on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. Be sure to search for Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast." Take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and tag us in it on Instagram or send this episode to a friend if you think it's helpful.
2: And if you'd like to provide monetary support, you can support our work by buying us a coffee. Just head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ticket to anywhere.
1: We're just going to open with um, the hardest question. Coffee or tea? Can I say
0: neither? Oh, (laughs) I mean, you can, you can say whatever you want. (laughs) Let's go for anything fruity. So fruit, smoothies. I'm a fruit lover. Mm. I've been a fruit lover ever since I was a little kid up till now. That's my favorite beverage. That answer was left field. Yeah. (laughs) Neither
1: (laughs) coffee nor tea. Neither. (laughs) For sure. All right. The next one is just let everyone know who you are. What started your focus on mindful traveling? And why is mindful Maggie here today? All right.
0: Last August, one random morning, I just woke up so early and I had this epiphany that, um, I needed to be open about my mental health issues. I've been posting about my travels on my personal Instagram page for the longest time, but I felt like something was missing. I felt Mm. like I needed to be more honest with my audience because, wow, I have these beautiful travel pictures and everything, but it doesn't show the more realistic side of travel. And unfortunately I have Uh, chronic obsessive compulsive disorder. And then I found out after I began the blog that I also had social anxiety. So I just like to be open about mental health issues because these are still heavily stigmatized in our society. And yeah, I just like to spread awareness of the stigma. My, uh, My slogan is destigmatizing mental illnesses through travel and I do that with my stories on the road as well as practical resources hopefully to make travel more accessible to people like me who have mental health issues Mm -hmm.
1: we love it so social anxiety I recently just reached out to my therapist who I haven't spoken to in two years because I felt like I was doing okay with my anxiety and now that you know, when we were in the mm. pandemic for like a year and a half, low key, I loved it. <laughs> but yeah. now that everything's opening back up, I notice that every time I get a call from work, if I get a request mm. to like go to, to a shoot, or um, even to meet out, meet up with a friend, um, I just feel that anxiety brewing in me. And so I notice it's affecting my sleep and everything, and so I understand. So, how do you feel about somewhat going back to normal? I'm actually craving it to be honest. I've um, I've been
0: talking a lot with my friends whom I'm meeting later this summer and I really just want to get out there and get social again. Mm. I think my social anxiety it didn't really begin as a result of the pandemic. I think it was just a coincidence that the straw broke the camel's back last year. Mm -hmm. I think I've had my social anxiety untreated for the longest time and um, I think it's also because of my intergenerational trauma so mm-hmm. I wrote this really long story on my blog just recently, but um, after meeting with my therapist, who's culturally competent and also Asian American, uh, I found out through her that it's very possible that um, intergenerational trauma from the Vietnam War mm-hmm. has eventually, eventually led to my own social anxiety. Wow. Wow.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's, um, that's thank you really for sharing stuff. all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, do you feel that the pandemic maybe brought to light like the issues that you wanted to put out? Like, do you what role do you feel that the pandemic and quarantine played? Because I noticed you said, okay, last August, I want to come clean and be real about everything that's going on behind the scenes behind these beautiful travel photos. I. I think I was just I had nothing to do honestly mm-hmm. so
0: I didn't have school going on at the time and I was just like doing nothing at home and so just one day just one random morning I had that epiphany to start this travel blog and brand where I was
2: open about these mental health issues absolutely good for you I think um mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like during the pandemic it's I mean Oh, how do I say this? The, the use of like therapy and, and these services, people are getting, you know, therapists are getting booked out. I feel like more and more people, well, at least to me, maybe because I also started therapy, I think Mm -hmm. to more, it it seems that people are more open about it, which is great. Like people are more real and raw. And I think we, I hope I, I understand that there's still a big stigma, but it's definitely come to light more than in recent years. Right.
0: Yes, I definitely see that happening, too. I think, And I also think that's one reason why I started being open about this last year, mm-hmm. because I noticed on Instagram, there's this huge community of OCD advocates, and I wanted to follow in their footsteps, too. And OCD has different, like, varying degrees, doesn't it? It does. And when I came to my psychiatrist a few years ago to get diagnosed, uh, I was diagnosed with the highest, uh, highest um, severity of OCD. I've had it untreated for so many years, and I kept following for the obsessive thoughts and compulsions,
2: and the more I engaged with them, the worse it got. Okay. And so what is like the highest level of OCD mean? And what does that mean when you travel? How does that relate and how do you help that or manage that?
0: Severity of OCD, the measurement is how much time you spend in a day engaging with the obsessive thoughts and compulsions. People are officially diagnosed with OCD if they spend their time for an hour or more each day with the obsessive thoughts and compulsions. And I don't remember um, exactly what was on the questionnaire or how long I spent mm-hmm. each day with my obsessive thoughts and compulsions, but um, it was a really long time and I had so many symptoms. So uh, that's why I was, I was diagnosed with the highest severity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when I, when I travel, honestly, when I travel, especially when I travel at a fast pace, I have less OCD symptoms because my brain has less of a chance to catch mm. on to some trigger in my environment mm. Mm. and start mm-hmm. this obsessive thought and compulsion. But um, I think that was a terrible way to try to avoid having OCD symptoms um I kept denying that I might have had mental health issues. I just didn't want to deal with it. i I felt bad if I had mental health issues. I thought, oh, i I, I probably don't have them. I'm probably okay. It's just weird teenage phases and I was in that <laughs> denial for so long. Mm-hmm. But the straw that broke the camel's back was actually while I was traveling through British Columbia and Alberta in 2018. Um, the scenery out there was so magnificent. Like if you need to drive one highway in your life, it should be the Trans-Canada highway between British Columbia and Alberta. That was an amazing road trip, but unfortunately my OCD stole some of my attention away Mm -hmm. from the scenery right in front of my car window. Um, it's, it sounds so silly and illogical. But my ocd made me worry that at some point during my car trip i had written bad words on the car roof for no good reason Mm -hmm. and then it went down the spiral maggie if you wrote bad words on the car roof then when you return the rental car the rental car company is going to see the bad words Mm. you're going to get reported to the police you're gonna get arrested in a foreign country with no way out, and your records are gonna be tainted forever. the The root fear is that I'm gonna get in prison forever, and my records are my records are gonna get tainted. But OCD creates all sorts of weird narratives that get all the way down to my my fear of being mm-hmm. imprisoned. And it started with a trigger, as something as simple yeah. as yeah. renting a car. <clears throat>
1: So OCD, Mm. like, it's, I'm probably not the only one who is so naive to it. But OCD is could be thoughts. And it could be like physicality as well. Like, you know, people would line up pencils perfectly or make sure that the blanket is folded correctly and stuff like that. So OCD could be thoughts as well.
0: Yes, OCD. Um, Some people have pure OCD, which is just the thoughts only. There's Mm -hmm. some kinds of symptoms that that happen just in the mind. But then there's also um, other forms of OCD where it's related to physical stuff around the environment as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, I was triggered by the rental car Mm -hmm. and just being underneath the roof scared me because my OCD somehow made me worry that I was going to write bad stuff on the roof. I know it sounds really silly, but um, that's the way OCD is.
2: Well, we appreciate you. You know, I wanted to say this earlier. We appreciate you taking the time to explain everything to us and mm-hmm. like the listeners as well, because there are many things that Trizy and I may not be knowledgeable about. So excuse us in advance if we ask any silly questions, but I'm sure we're not the only ones that have these questions. So we're super happy that you're here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I
0: I really appreciate you taking the time to ask these questions. It's so important to ask these questions because there's a lot of misconceptions about mental health, Mm -hmm. mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. And I think OCD is also one of the most misunderstood mental Mm -hmm. illnesses. So um, I thank you for inviting me here today to explain
2: So, you know, I think there were times in the past where people would just casually say, oh, I have, oh my gosh, I have OCD about this thing. I mean, I've been guilty of it like years and years ago. So do we not, you know, that can be, I I would think that would be triggering to some as well for, especially for people who actually have OCD. So um, is there a way that we should, should or shouldn't be talking about that? Um, What are your thoughts?
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good point because If somebody were to use OCD in a casual context like that, it Mm -hmm. belittles the actual disorder. And it's a disorder that left untreated can be really, really debilitating in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Millions of people all over the world have it and OCD doesn't discriminate. So um, Mm -hmm. people from any country, any Mm -hmm. race can develop OCD. It's a... it's a real medical disorder. Mm -hmm. And to use it in a casual context like that is hurtful to people of OCD or um, any other mental illness. So when referring to OCD, yeah, just don't use it. If it's in a casual context, just don't use it. If somebody has stuff aligned on a table, it's not because they have OCD. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's just the way they do things, but it doesn't mean they have OCD. Mm. If somebody legitimately had OCD like me, you could say something like, Maggie has OCD, or Maggie lives with OCD, Mm. but um, try not to use OCD as an adjective, like OCD Maggie, because an adjective is a describer, and a mental illness shouldn't describe a person. Instead, it's just something
1: that I have totally, totally understand. Um, so what are the beginning steps for bringing mindfulness into traveling? I'd say
0: start with the basics. Um, mindfulness doesn't, it shouldn't be limited to a technique like, oh, um, I'm sitting on a bed for five minutes and oh, mindfulness, my time is up. Oh, um, I'm going to go about my day, but my time. <laughs>
2: it's up for me. <laughs> I have oh, five yeah. minutes of mindfulness today and that's it. That's all I have time for.
0: Jack like, done, yeah. on my list and move on. In <laughs> and, and reality though, these techniques are more of a way to uh, practice incorporating mm-hmm. a mindful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lifestyle. I just, I just hosted this panel actually with uh, a professor at my community college, and she's an Asian American in the exercise science department. Uh, She was able to explain mindfulness as a way of life. And we also talked about how traditional Asian cultures do this. For example, I think a lot of people know about the Japanese tea ceremony. The reason why it takes a long time and the technique is just so intricate and slow going is so we can enjoy the process and not just the end result. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially in modern life, we're always thinking of the end result, Mm -hmm. but not the process itself. So like when we travel, we might see the end result as, oh, you know, I went to this amazing place and I took pictures of it and everything. I had selfies in front of it. Okay, I'm good. Let's move on to the next Mm -hmm. place. But why not enjoy the journey, the airplane ride, mm-hmm. the bus ride, staying at the hostel or hotel? I mean, just the entire part and not just the end result. And OK, I just check mark this place off. Let's
2: go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I love that, Maggie, and I love how it's mm-hmm. its definitely like a lifestyle because I often think and I, I've told Trizzy this in the past and it's a bit morbid. But on another note, I often think I may never, ever be back here in this spot again, like I am now in my present like form, right? This is, it's like every experience, every trip is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like when I'm in Bangkok and people hate on Khao San Road or they hate on whatever, whatever. It's like, I may never ever be here ever again. This is my one shot to make the most of it. So, I mean, I think that goes into deeper conversations about (laughs) travel shaming and whatnot, right? But um, yeah, mindfulness is, is the lifestyle. Do you think so? Me and Leah, we travel
1: very differently. In 2019, I squeezed in four countries in two weeks. Leah does one country in a month. I try to be mindful. Any tips on how to really just indulge in the place? If, if,
2: you, if anybody has a schedule like mine. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't help yours. That's the thing. You know, like yeah. I feel like you can, you only get like so many others three weeks, x yeah. amount of weeks. You know. Well, the solution but... is just quit my job. So. <laughs> That's always the, always the solution.
1: Always the <laughs> solution. Okay,
0: um, I'd say the first thing is to try not to use your phone too much. Now, admittedly, okay. I will use my phone to take a lot of pictures and mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. well, I do I do like to take pictures. But um, I really don't like it when I see um, a travel companion on their phone too much, and I want to get to know them and everything. Yeah. And um, sometimes I just try to ask them to put down the phone, and we can talk a little bit or something. Like we could talk about our trip or whatever. Totally. I I think the phone is one of the most major distractions that can mm-hmm. happen during our travels. Like we have. Instagram, we have emails, we have like, like limitless stuff on our phones. And um, I really appreciate the travelers who um, use their phone at a different time when I'm not with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'd yeah. say one of the things you can do is just limit your phone use. And yeah, just use it when you're um, when you're taking a break or something. Yeah, totally. I think and that's
2: it's, trip changing, for sure. Yeah, I like agree. Like the one if you, that's your one big tip, to have a different and a better trip that's literally it yeah so meggy like personally do you prefer like how do you take your trips do you go on long haul several month trips do you go weekends at a time like how do you travel
0: I, uh, I used to travel really fast. I was like, Trizzy, mm-hmm. I just wanted to hit so many places in a short amount of time. Hey, I'm a college student. I got school, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I just want to like, oh, I, last, um, that reminds me, Trizzy, um, one of the last major trips I took before the pandemic was um, a European trip with my family in 2019. Um, how many countries did we hit? Four. Also four Four countries in about about three or four weeks something like that and uh I I felt so rushed like oh my gosh I need to hit this place I need to hit that place and I felt like I couldn't really enjoy these places as much because Mm. we're just rushing through we're not really taking the time to be there and learn about the place we're just like taking pictures and moving on. Admittedly, Mm -hmm. this is a family trip and I don't have Mm -hmm. full control over the the schedule, but um, I wanna try something different with the trips I'm taking this summer. I wanna try to take them more slowly and um, have less places to see. I may not see everything, but um, I wanna try and see if I spend more time in these places, then hopefully, I'll have a more enjoyable mindful experience.
2: Yes, absolutely. I want to know that when you're going through TSA and you know you're in the airport, how in that moment like what actions and steps do you take to like I don't know what the correct word is for it. Not I don't want to say calm yourself down if that's not the right word for that, but manage yourself, I guess.
0: Let's say breathing is being mindful of breathing is the one of the most important things you can do because mm-hmm. it sends signals to your brain like, Hey, I'm actually not in a dangerous situation and just be intentional with my behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps my brain learn that it isn't as dangerous as it thinks it is. And yeah, that's uh, that's one of the ways I do it. And I also relabel I catch the thoughts and relabel them as, oh, this is my OCD or my social anxiety or unnecessary anxiety, whatever it is. Um, If I don't catch and relabel the thoughts, I might get into a spiral again. So um, it's just relabeling the thoughts and seeing them for what they are. When I'm at the airport and around airport security, uh, my OCD can start driving more narratives in my head, like Oh, this TSA security officer. Um, when he checks your records, he's gonna see that you have a tainted record. They're gonna pull you in for interrogation. You're gonna get arrested, and here we here we mm-hmm. go again with that right. that um, that spiral. So yeah, I um I had an epiphany though when uh, I was in Hawaii during the false missile alert. I don't
2: know if you all remember. Oh that. yeah, I did hear about that. Yes. When, when was this,
0: Maggie? This was in um 2018, I believe. Oh,
2: okay, wow. Yeah.
0: and um, I just happened to be there. I, I was I was at the airport about to go back to the mainland U.S. and then, um, the alert came up. Oh my god, that's like the worst time to be there. Oh just my the goodness! Moment. Yeah, I would have freaked out as well. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, I was calm, mm-hmm. but I got the epiphany when I saw a security guard. Being so human. He was trying to call his loved one, telling Aww. the person on the other end, like, I love you. And stuff. He just ignored my questions. I'm like, where should we go? <laughs> like where, 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 where should where we evacuate? <laughs> he just, to, he just kept turning away from me. He was way more emotional than I was. And I was just like, let's just oh go find goodness. let's just go um get shelter, man. And he's yeah. like, he's just so more, much more emotional than me.
2: <laughs> so, so so I have. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, busy. Oh,
0: so um, I could see that he wasn't this robot trying to Mm -hmm. target me, but Mm -hmm. he was a human being too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you posted something about uh, because you live in Arizona, right? Mesa. I actually I used to live in Mesa, Arizona, but now I
0: live in Oceanside, California, in San Diego County. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah, neighbors.
0: Yes, I'm with my California girls yeah, now. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah, out
1: awesome. here. <laughs> Um, But going back to Mesa, Arizona, you posted something regarding a certified autism city. So can you tell people more about that and what resources they could use to, you know, find a hotel or a rental car or anything like that? Yeah,
0: so um, Mesa has this awesome designation. They are the uh, first certified autism city in the world and that's just a that's a major milestone for travel accessibility for uh, people on the autism spectrum Uh, Mm -hmm. they have several museums and hotels and restaurants where the staff are trained to recognize somebody who has autism and um, they're able to accommodate them. They've been trained by an accreditation board and they have these certain standards that they follow. So yeah, I say uh, you can go to my blog and find like um, instructions on how to take advantage of the program and um, find which businesses support that program and so on. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, it that's is. incredible. And what you know, a way to be inclusive, it right? Is. It's
0: like, it's it's so surprising to me, too, because who knows what the he- where's Mesa? Like, wh- yeah, I, mean, Mesa I think it's a way? suburb of Phoenix,
2: right? Yeah, a suburb of it Phoenix. Is, suburb, it is a yeah. suburb
0: of Phoenix, but it's not a super popular tourist right. attraction <laughs> or city. And wow, like, wow, it's the first city in the world that that just amazes me, my own hometown.
2: yeah. Oh, that's so great.
0: <laughs> uh, it is. I hope we can see more cities like Mesa.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So I wanted to really quickly ask, like, what type of, like, what does a typical trip look like for you if you have a typical trip? Um, how do you prep for these trips? Um, and that can include managing, you know, your social anxiety and your OCD or not.
0: Okay, Um, I'll talk about it in terms of mental health first. I'd say have a support system out there like friends and family um after all well I was just talking about not using a phone but in this case use your phone um talk with your family and friends about what you may be feeling just to connect with them um I know when I had this really scary stalker experience when I was solo by myself and traveling through Florida yeah I mean a stalker followed me through my hotel and that was uh, that was really really nerve-wracking but um I survived I made it out I'm totally okay I'm not harmed or anything But uh, I called my parents and I was startled and everything, but Mm -hmm. I just wanted to talk some to somebody. So I called my parents after that incident. I told them about what happened and that was helpful for me. Then I took a shower and then I treated myself to a nice warm shower. There you go. Self-care, everybody. Yes,
2: absolutely. (laughs)
0: Yes. And um, I say if you have mental health, I don't take mental health medications, Mm -hmm. but Um, If you do plan accordingly, especially if you are going to travel internationally, because in many countries, uh, mental health medications are a controlled substance. And um, I can't speak specifically about which country you're going to or your medication. So uh, again, my blog has this guide that will help you do your research. And um, okay, in just terms of general travel, I like to connect with the people on the ground um, in the in the place where I'm traveling to. Um, for example, my New York City and New Jersey trip was actually inspired by um, this friend who lives in Jersey City, which is the the city in Jersey in New Jersey just across the Hudson River from New York City. And originally, I wasn't planning to go, to NY or NJ, but I had this virtual friend whom i known for seven years. Mm -hmm. And we were talking to each other like um, through Zoom. And then just like that, I said, hey, I want to get to know uh, not just New York City, but also Jersey City, because New Jersey is notoriously known as a drive-through state. People Mm -hmm. are just going to drive through it They wanna get to New York, Pennsylvania, DC, but nobody actually stops in New Jersey and does anything. So I trust her local knowledge about New Jersey and Jersey city. And I'd like to get to know this place that most people don't go to. Um, I like to travel where my friends and family live because um, I know that they know the place and they can probably point me to places that I would have never expected.
2: Absolutely. We're big on that. The locals. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) So I have one, if you want to, I have one more question before we get into Q2A. Um, So I hear a lot and I I just want to know your, your pure, you know, thoughts, your raw thoughts on this. People say, I need to, especially during this time, they're like, "I, I need to travel for my mental health. And I don't know like what to, and I'm like, okay, I just leave it at that. But but um in a time where maybe travel is not so much even like legal across the globe and people are still doing i just want to know your thoughts when people when you hear people say that or you know some people can perceive that as running even pre-pandemic like running away from problems at home people like i travel for my mental health so i wanted to know what you what you think of that statement
0: yeah i well there are benefits to your mental health when you travel, but yeah. I don't think we should use travel as therapy for, um, for your life problems or mental health problems. Sometimes on the internet, I see this inspirational travel quote. That's like, Oh, I don't need to go to a therapist because mm-hmm. travel is my therapy. And I'm like, what the heck people <laughs> like travel is not a doctor. <laughs> 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 Seriously. And, um, yeah, it's, travel cannot cure mental health problems. Sure, it can reduce stress and anxiety from your mm. typical lifestyle at home, but it's not going to help anything long-term. In fact, it might actually make things worse because you keep avoiding the root of your problems like I did. Like I wasn't treated for my OCD, and I just left it untreated for such a long time mm. um, until it got really, really severe. And so, like, I did all that traveling, but it didn't help my OCD at all. Like, I, like, I couldn't rely on travel to um, help treat my OCD.
1: Only my therapist could. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I totally understand everything that you've been saying, Maggie. Like, in 20, I forgot what, oh, yeah, 2019, um, Early in that year, man, work was just terrible. Mm -hmm. So I had a panic attack at work. And Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, what is this feeling like? You know, so sorry, getting choked up. (laughs) This is a safe space, Trizzy. (laughs) I got you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just let it out.
1: It's just that moment was just scary. That's why. So before that, I had I knew there was like something wrong. But I was like, man, I don't want to see a therapist because what mm-hmm. am I going to say to my parents who was, you know, like they're, they're <clears throat> traditional Asian parents. But I needed to. So when that panic attack happened, I was just like, you know, I need to like, take this seriously, like, I need Mm -hmm. to see a therapist, and so I specifically, just like you, I found an Asian-American woman therapist, and she's wonderful, like, she helped me with everything, and although work took a while to really, like, settle down, um, I spent, like, the next half a year with her, and, um, yeah, she helped me out, so if any of you guys are having, you know, that feeling, seriously, go seek help. Don't wait till mm-hmm. it really hits, cause shit's scary. Now, yeah, Trizzy,
0: I, uh, I appreciate you for being so vulnerable like this. Yes, this is going you. to help a lot of people. I and I, I <clears throat> I'll give you a hug right now. Like I know, <laughs> I know and this is virtual, <laughs> but this is the best we can do. Hugs.
2: <laughs>
1: oh
2: thank you thank you I mean, we're all tearing up on screen i can't i was like hesitant i was like should i say something should yes I not? but oh i'm so
1: know. proud of you thank
0: yes. you this is you're doing do. good work by letting us know Trizzy, and yeah um i i appreciate hearing stories from people because i get to learn
1: from people just like you appreciate it it's good talking to people about it that could relate you know
2: absolutely and I think we only a lot of times we only portray our best selves online so people who have been like following us the podcast for a while like they see a lot of the glamorous stuff and they hear a lot of the glamorous stuff unless they really listen to the episodes all the way through then they'll hear some of the (laughs) nitty-gritty but you know a lot of it is 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 what we decide to portray so we love seeing, you know, we, we appreciate you for, for bearing all parts of yourself. Cause that all of that makes you a whole, makes you. E-e-e. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and, and I do, Oh my goodness. What was I going to say? Oh, I do believe everyone should talk to a therapist at least once in their life.
1: Yeah. Regardless of what other people say, like, don't listen to, don't be scared yeah. because your parents are going to judge you or your friend's going to judge mm-hmm. you. Like don't just
0: yes this is your life you got to take care of
1: your own mental health your
0: family and friends aren't going to do it for you Mm -hmm. only you can Mm -hmm. when you work with your therapist Mm -hmm. and what you were saying too like I think it's great to see a therapist even if you don't have mental health problems or maybe Mm -hmm. you don't see them on the surface because a therapist's job is literally to uncover things that you didn't notice Mm -hmm. before about yourself and When you, when you speak with a therapist and they tell you stuff about your life, you're like, wow, that is so Mm -hmm. profound. I feel like I should notice, but I didn't. Thank you for uncovering it.
2: And I've heard of sessions. Like I've seen memes on set. Maybe I saw it on your profile, Maggie, but like (laughs) memes on sessions that like, it's an hour long session. And then for the first 50 minutes, you're just like twiddling your thumbs. And then the last (laughs) 10 minutes, like everything just spills out. (laughs) You know, like that's how some, that's how some sessions go. Like people could joke around. Like that's their first time at a therapist. It's like, I don't have anything wrong with me. I don't have anything to talk about. Blah blah. And then the last like five, 10 minutes is like word vomit. (laughs) Like this is everything. Right. So I think it's super helpful too. And like my I mean, I feel because of last year, and I'm not saying this is a good thing at all. Like, the it, Life is still hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But last year I went to therapy for like many different things. Started with one. Um, it was because of a breakup actually. And then I started therapy and a dating coach, which is like, or a breakup coach slash dating coach. So I'm very, pretty open about that, but I was doing those concurrently. So it was a lot to like unpack and break wow. down in like the span of, six months. I just, um, broke up with my therapist recently. I just felt like we didn't bell anymore. And I'm like, I've been applying her learnings. So I feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just, um, I'm pretty, I try to be real and honest about that, you know, like single I'm single and I am like looking for a partner. (laughs) So (laughs) the right partner, but, um, different reasons. I saw like these patterns within myself. And then I was like, after the breakup, I was like, okay, I'm seeing the same pattern. I need help. And like, I was, I've never been that self-aware in my life where I was like, something's wrong. Something's wrong because it's always me. That's the common denominator. And I need to, I want to know why. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I want to know why, why (laughs) I'm okay with it being me. I'm okay with admitting at fault, but I also want to change, you know, it's like,
0: yeah. I mean, we're so,
2: we're so busy living our
0: past, like Mm -hmm. all of these, um, all of the symptoms that we're going through over and over again, sometimes they appear in different ways, but we're just living our past also. Mm -hmm. Um, it's good that you are self aware Mm -hmm. of your old patterns and it sucks to live these old patterns over and over again. So, um, again, I'm just so glad that you too, God helped, um from a therapist and a dating coach Liam. Yeah. I just you it you out, want to find out you brought it out, out. in uh yeah, we, yeah. we all need to support each other. <laughs> you brought it, like, you brought like, out the honestly, real illness. like, It's it's so great to see um Asian people stepping That's up right. to see mm-hmm. a too because uh traditionally mental health has been seen as
2: 100 oh, yeah. percent mm-hmm. even like the little like microaggressions of like my mom and my aunties towards me right and you I'm sure you two experience the same things Mm -hmm. like you know why you know why why did you gain weight but here eat more like I'm like wait what like you know none of that makes sense my dad still does it to me he's like don't have sex with randoms but give me a grandbaby and I'm like well how how am I gonna get you a grandbaby if I don't have sex with randoms (laughs) (laughs) true story though true story it's so funny
1: Oh, man.
0: <sighs> oh, great. It's
1: like we're all the, the emotions today. Up, down, up, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll keep it up. We'll keep it on a lighter <laughs> yeah. note now. Mm-hmm. We're going <laughs> to go into the T2A Q2A, which is the all Ticket right. to Anywhere Quick to Answer segment. Kind of like rapid fire, very harmless questions. First question, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Do you have any rituals or routines when you get to a new place? Ooh, I'd, hmm, rituals or routines.
0: Um, I like to take pictures of everything, uh, even the most boring stuff. Okay, I'm going to a grocery store. Okay, snap picture. Oh, look at look the street, this random street. It looks so beautiful. I'm going to take a picture. Uh, that's what I love about travel. We just get so fixated on things that are usually seen as mundane by by the local people, like mm-hmm. there's just so much wonder around every corner, mm-hmm. and so I'm just like I'm snapping a bunch of photos. No wonder why my phone keeps saying, "Oh Maggie, you have no more,
2: no, <laughs> no more, more space,
0: girl. You need an upgrade." Yeah,
1: <laughs> always
2: happens. Cool. I
0: still have an iPhone seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> oh man! All right. So, what items do you absolutely need with you on your travels, if any? Item or items? Singular or plural?
0: Hmm. I like those bathroom organizers. The one that keeps all the stuff in one pouch. I mean, I used to have like random pouches with lotions and cotton balls and all that stuff. But then as soon as I found out about this organizer and specifically one that can hang on a hook, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just saved so much space in my luggage for... Um all my bathroom stuff. I can keep my toothbrush
1: and all that bathroom shit in one little bag. Mm -hmm. Great. Love (laughs) it. Absolutely. Cool, cool. Um, so what else are you besides a traveler? I'm also
0: a gamer. Ooh. Um,
2: Where where can the gaming community find you? I mean, we do that at the end also, but where? Okay.
0: So um I'm actually quite famous in this gaming community. I have another life. I know. I oh just my live, God. I live, I live so many lives, ladies, i can't even keep track sometimes. I have another life. Oh my gosh, we didn't know we were talking to a celebrity today. No. Oh my. <laughs> uh, so um do you know Club Penguin? I don't, know. Okay, so that was more of a millennial and Gen Z game Mm -hmm. um, in the 2000s and 2010s. But Club Penguin was one of the world's most iconic online games. Um, You could log on as a squishy cute little penguin and chat with friends, play games, go to parties, make your own igloo, dress up your penguin, all these fun things. But I like to see it more as a community. Mm -hmm. And um, even though the game ended a few years ago, there's still an online community of people who like to talk about Club Penguin. And I've been in that community for a long time. Um, I've been on the Twitter community of that game since 2013. I've been on there a long time. And I just... Um, especially before I used to tweet about Club Penguin about all kinds of things. And so yeah, I am also a a casual gamer and a super big Club Penguin fan. So if you used to play Club Penguin and you want me to meet in your city, please reach out. I'm actually going to New Jersey to meet a virtual friend.
2: connections Yay, did, we, enough, did we did we reveal
1: fun. did we age ourselves when we didn't know what club penguin was
2: yeah we're like, mm. we we're like oh
1: man i was like oh my gosh but we're
2: not we've never been gamers either do you know yeah. what i mean well i have so. a nintendo switch <laughs> <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> i'm sure there's a big switch community out there not gonna lie hey yeah. i'm serious i think switches is it's a you know there's a community. Thing. Yeah, there's <laughs> even yes. sub communities like Mario Kart. Also, if you're into mm. Mario
0: Kart, hit me up too. All
1: right. Um, it's all about um, the overcooked. Have you played <laughs> overcooked? No, I haven't. Oh, girl, get on
2: that. <laughs> I don't then even know. Play switch. with which? Oh, okay. Is that the one? Is that the one game I played with you and yeah, like, yeah. Amanda <laughs> at your house? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not that I hate on them, I'm just like it's not. Oh my gosh, it's not my thing. But mm. no. all right, last. Q2A, Q2A question, Meggie, what is your biggest travel flex? And then let everyone know where they can find you on all the social media and blog and whatnot.
0: Now, I feel like the outdated one because I can't keep up with this lingo. What's
1: travel flex? (laughs) (laughs) It's like kind of like
2: your biggest uh, travel thing you could show off. Like a trophy. Exactly.
0: Hmm. Or, like,
2: what are you good at when it comes to traveling? What is mm-hmm. what is okay. your strength? Yeah. Uh,
0: I like trying the wackiest stuff. Um, I've ate live termites in Costa Rica right off the tree. Um, I've done a Tarzan swing. Oh my gosh. I've skydived, I've no. tried surfing. And um, of course, when I went to France, I tried snails. I didn't like them, but at least mm-hmm. I tried. And yeah, that's that's the thing about that's my travel flex <laughs> <laughs> is that i just like to try new things yeah. even if it's wacky because like you said i may never be here again i'm not gonna be in this exact same moment so i might as well make the most of it even if i didn't like the snails at least i tried it yeah hey yep. now i
2: know i like termites even if they're live <laughs> and
0: they're stuck in my teeth wait so were these
2: w- were these with people that like told you it's okay to eat them or like how how did you eat them <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we visited this butterfly farm, but
0: we were also okay. touring the forest there. Okay. And the lady who worked there said, "Oh, you know, we can just pick up ants off the tree and eat them." So she even demonstrated for us. So <gasps> I'm like, okay, let's just try it out for ourselves. Oh um, it, it tastes kind of like cilantro, actually. Those- <laughs> <laughs> It's not like no, maybe it's they,
2: that new, okay? They but, see they seasoned it for you, Maggie, before you oh, got man, there. A, oh. <laughs> oh my oh. god. It's
0: so funny though, because the termites are really small. Usually we think of termites as these kind of like big insects, but those insects, those termites were kind of small, like almost like ant-sized.
2: Mm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, like probably maybe sure for the better.
2: Fast. maybe for the better oh all right maggie let everyone know where they can find the wonderful you online all right so
0: i'm mindful maggie you can find me on my blog at mindfulmaggie.com. that's mindful of one l just so you know (laughs) i'm glad you (laughs) clarified
1: <laughs> it's true hey okay, that's
0: true Ooh, yes. all right so yeah i'm and i'm um on my social media i'm mindful Maggie everywhere facebook oh. twitter Pinterest, youtube tiktok except instagram the one i use the most i couldn't laugh. <laughs> i
2: couldn't oh.
0: nobody for some reason nobody has the mindful Maggie handle but instagram said sorry you can't they use won't. it Oh, I, yeah.
2: that's stink. That's happened to me before too. Oh really?
0: So Where what is you- your Instagram
2: handle? Oh, uh, it's mindful Maggie travel. Okay. Yes. Well, if you type in, if you type in an Instagram, if you start to type in mindful Maggie, you'll pop up.
0: Yeah, so. it will pop up. There will be another mindful Maggie though. And oh, she about okay. something else. So
1: just make sure it says travel at the oh. end. Mindful Maggie travel. Got it. About the gamers. How can the gamers find you? <laughs> right. Uh, yes. You can find my
0: Twitter at Tech70CP and also on YouTube Tech70. I actually have a video, an old video that's 6,000 views and counting.
1: All right then. Wow. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Well, Maggie, yep. thank you. A thousand, a million, a trillion, a billion for hopping on with us. And getting and becoming our therapist in mm-hmm. some way.
2: <laughs> seriously, seriously, thank you for that safe space and for educating um, our listeners and our audience. We, we know it was incredibly helpful to us, and we know that you can go and spread awareness and goodness throughout the world.
0: Honestly, I learned the most from your stories, and from your stories, I'm better able to see what works, what doesn't and i'd say just listening if you if you really want to help one of your friends or family out i say listening is one of the best things you can do honestly
1: yeah 100%. there you go and make yeah sure and to also care to care the yourself. podcast people like thank you for listening in too. <laughs> love y'all out there yes Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you love travel as much as we do, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel, as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Thank you all for your support so far. When you have the time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear your thoughts and feedback and it'll help others come across our episodes and hopefully be inspired to travel and adventure anywhere.